Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. My name is Heather, and I'm your podcast. This evening, we have a special treat. We are recording in front of our congregation, so I am here with... Jeremy and Will. So, to our um, live listeners, if you have a question during our recording, um, you can go to the New Heights app and submit a question, and it's going to come to my email. Um, we're going to do um, some question and answer at the end of um, what we have to talk about tonight. So, by the way, that's going to an AOL email address, so we're oh not gosh. sure. <laughs> we're not sure. If, like, if all of you send a question at once, it might not. It might Shut crash up. AOL corporate. But they're um, still in business. They are. They're AOL. I didn't they know they are. were. Um, I'm keeping them in business. Actually, my dad hacked into my old AOL email the other day that I didn't know I even still had. I had 8,000 unread emails, which is very unnerving for me. Yeah. Um, nice. I'd also like to point out, welcome to the Theological Roundtable, guys. Um, it's a theological square table. Tonight. This is true. Rectangle, Rectangle table. Yeah, so we didn't plan well enough. To, <laughs> I wasn't putting in the extra effort to make sure we had a roundtable. Um, but the idea is we're going to kick around um, a topic. And uh, we'll be talking about the problem of evil tonight. So Jeremy just rolled in from Virginia. From out of town. So I, I feel like I've experienced evil. Uh, He's got, my, I've had my five-year-old and a seven-year-old in a car for six and a half hours. And we yeah. just got in the town. Like literally, I dropped them off, kicked them out, uh, threw them the keys, and then, and then came straight here. And so, yeah. Well, I, I think you can see, this is what a normal podcast <laughs> looks like. Um, <laughs> Heather's got Advil on the table and coffee, <laughs> and I'm like very well prepared and organized. And Jeremy's got two Coca Colas. Yeah, that's, that's the norm. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, difficult. Glad you made it back. <laughs> okay, so our topic today. Um, oh, jeez, <laughs> so loud right in my ear. Um, our topic today is evil. So um, I feel like we've kind of touched a little bit on this um, when we did our Halloween special. We yeah. talked about yeah. ghosts and goblins and stuff like that, but um, we, have, we actually have had uh, specific questions about um, just evil and demons, and um, one of the questions from our trauma podcast, um, Jeremy didn't do a good job answering it, so we thought we'd bring it to you. I didn't listen to that podcast. Thanks. So. Thanks he said that. he was going to listen it's to it. It's on my to-do list. I still haven't listened to, listen to it. So. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that when it comes to the problem of evil, there's an intellectual answer, and, and it's not emotionally filling. But it's, it's hard to give an answer for the question, really, why do bad things happen to me? Right. So um, I'm going to yeah. pump I, the brakes on I won't, I won't go any further. So what is evil? I would – I don't know. I I feel well, like I'm put on the spot because I know Jeremy's got a really good – I would define yeah. it as like the absence of, of righteousness. Yes. Yeah. That's how yeah, I would I, I would say the absence of, of, of the good. Yeah, so it's kind of – I think okay. it's, a, it's a light, a dark analogy. I think you see that in First, Second, Third John, a lot of time that being used, that uh, just, as, just as darkness in and of itself is, is nothing, right? Light is something and it fills that void. So there, I, I say this. When, when we had mentioned a while back, um, I think it was in a sermon, we had said that the – that evil is unto itself nothing. Uh, we had someone, it was a really good question. Um, they asked me, they said, are you saying that there's no such thing as evil? That's, that's not what's being said, right? When we say the evil is, the, uh, is really nothing unto itself, what I mean is, let's take like, let's take like Lucifer as an example. Um, a substance called evil did not take him over. Rather, there was an absence of the good, so what is left is that which is absence of the good, which we would define as evil. There's no good in him, thus what remains 
is the opposite of good. Just like if we were to turn off the lights, there's no light that would exist in this room, so there would be the opposite of light, which is dark. So it's it, evil unto itself is not anything. Um, it is merely an absence of the good. That's how I, that's how I would say it. Is that why you yeah, didn't that's bring any basically other? What I it, said, is what, it is what you but said. Is that why you didn't bring any other resources? <laughs> What's that? Is that why you didn't bring any other resources? Because yeah, that? That, that's all I have to offer. Other than that, I'm just going to okay. sit here and drink my drink. So. Oh, great. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to that? No, I, I, that's a great definition. Oh, great. Yeah, thank you for it's that. It's going to be quick to not. Okay. Um, well, okay. okay, so, so can I give, can I, I want to pose a question. I want to be the devil's advocate. Um, devil needs no advocate. <laughs> you so, get to see it live. So I want to Are be, you I want willing? To be, yeah, I want to be the devil's advocate because okay. this is how normally this is positioned. So normally this is by unbelievers, right? They'll say that the Christian God, he, there's a claim that he's all good and he's all powerful. Uh, and if he's all good and all powerful and he hates evil, then evil wouldn't exist. But evil does exist, so therefore... He's not all good, or he's not all powerful. And so I think I, I'd love to kick around that question because it's this, um, it's this conundrum that, that Christians often find themselves in. They say, okay, well, why is there evil if God is, in fact, all good and all powerful? Yeah. So that, that was one of the things that I had. God is all powerful but unable to stop evil, therefore he is not all powerful. Or God is all good but unable to stop evil, therefore he is not all powerful. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, we, we believe that neither of those are true. Yeah, so um, it's a false it's a false dichotomy, right? It's not either right. or. Um, I I I love to just tell things in stories, um, and, <laughs> and and illustrate things that way. Like I don't think, and maybe maybe some of y'all would, but but I don't think that um, that if I let something bad happen to one of my kids within reason, um, that you would you would automatically call me a bad father. For example, um, I'll let. I probably shouldn't admit this, but every now and then I'll let one child maybe maybe rough up another child, right? Um, because maybe the child that's getting it deserved it, had it coming a little bit, right? So it's like, so I'm, I'm letting a little bit of justice be served. Um, but the problem is, in God's eyes, when there's when there's seeming injustice, when yeah. when there are things that happen in the world that that seem unjust to us, but the problem is we we see in such a limited scope of of what. When, when compared to what God sees, he sees so much more than what we see. And, and so sometimes for the greater good of my family, um, my kids may suffer or, or what they view to be suffering so that they can become better humans. Um, for example, I, I make them go to school. Uh, they, they have literally said to me, that's not fair um, because they had to go to school, right? And so, but, but this is for your good child. This is so that you can grow up and be a better citizen and a better human so you can have some knowledge. And so, like, what they view as suffering is actually building them into what they ought to be. Okay. So that's how I would compare, like, kind of the human view. Like, our, our finite view of what we view as bad um, may not always be it's definitely not outside of God's will. Okay, so so can can I be atheist Alan for a minute? And, and atheist and Adam. I'm yes. gonna be, yeah, I'm gonna be atheist Alan, and so I got a question for you. So so God created a, a tree, and He put it in the garden, and He's omniscient, and so He knew what would happen. He would allow it to happen, knowing that the fall would occur, knowing that evil or there would be good. If you want to say it's the absence of, of uh, evil is the absence of good, that good would be taken out, evil would only remain. Now, if I if I if I left a block of knives in the middle of my living room, 
And I said, and I knew my children were going to play with these, and I knew they would result in their death, and I did that. We would say that I was neglectful. So yeah, how, you go to jail for that. So as, right. So I want to know, as atheist Alan, how would we answer that? To say, to say that, okay, God isn't Alan? guilty of neglect somehow for putting something there that he knew would lead to their death. And in fact, I mean, he, he did it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I, I th- first of all, we're not we're not dealing with um, we're not dealing with just the life of one person. We're dealing with mankind as a whole, right? And, and so, where it might seem to make it more complex, um, in some ways it does, but it doesn't make God's action more wrong just because it's more complex. What I mean by that is is that God did not create all moral robotic creations. Um, and, and so in so doing, God did place this tree in the garden and he gave a commandment, do not eat of this tree. Um, because without, without the opportunity to go against good, then there's no true good. Yeah. There, there's no true right and moral choice. Um, and so, so I think that has to be dealt with that, that yeah, God, God did place that there. Um, yeah. And you know, was it was it in God's will for man to eat of the of the tree and fall? You asking atheist Alan or no? I'm asking. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I would say yeah, it was. I mean, I th- yeah, I think yeah, so and, too. And the fact that he let it happen, he put it there. Uh, he knew it was going to happen, and I think the the reason why we can say that is um, there's a reality that I think sin. Um, I mean, what sin in the end glorifies God. You see, Paul actually deal with this in Romans. Um, uh, multiple different occasions, because this reality is true, right? So um, if my, my kids, because they're fallen creatures and because they've sinned, uh, they get to experience my wrath, but also my grace. Now, they would never experience these things if they never made a mistake. So there's a reality that our sin, God allowing us to sin, we get to know our Father more intimately, and we never would have known him in that sense had the fall not come into existence. And this is why... Some people, these what are called antinomian uh, in, in Rome and other places, they'll say, well, fine, if, if, if God's grace is glorified because of my sin, then I should sin as much as I want. And Paul says, but, well, by no means. That's not my point. Even though your sin may bring glory. We got some people at New Heights like that. Yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like our top ten questions, can I smoke weed? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But, 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 <laughs> but the, the, the fact of the matter is the... Um, God, his plan, his plan A always was to send Jesus. And, and it was, so some would experience his grace and his grace would be glorified. And others would experience his justice and his justice would be glorified. And neither one of those things can happen if the fall doesn't occur. Well, you know, you all have answered probably 10 of my questions without me being able to ask them. That's so. be a short do night. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Jeremy, you said that um, you were talking about sin versus evil and how they're different and how sin glorifies God. Um, so with that, is evil part of God's plan? We know sin, you know. Yeah, so I think, I think, I think God uh, permits evil. So I think, I think you look at Job, right? So what I find so fascinating in the book of Job, uh, God starts the conversation with Satan. Right? He says, uh, hey, have you ever considered my servant Job? Um, and so it's this, it's this beautiful story. You have, you, have, you have God, if you will, has Satan on a chain and, and, and sends him at Job, knowing that he's going to persevere Job. Right? Job's not going to fall away from God's hand. No one can thwart his will. So, but God uses evil 
what we would say is evil, right? To bring about humility, who would bring about Job throwing himself at God's feet because he knows he can't um, continue, he can't exist in this pain anymore. He, it, it is completely and utterly, or he is, dependent on the Lord. So I think that um, evil can bring about, or again, seemingly evil can bring about God's glory. When, when my mother died when I was 13, right, we would look at that and say, well, th this is a horrible thing. It was a result of sin, um, but her death caused me to start thinking about eternity. Right. I used to ask my friend all the time, like, man, what, what do you think happens after we die? Now, I wouldn't be converted seven years later, but I remember sitting around with Matt, and we'd sit there and talk about, man, I wonder what happens when you die. Like, are you, is, do you have any consciousness? Do you exist in this, in this black void? And it really wasn't until that horrible incident that, you know, that really got me thinking, again, would lead, uh, Lord would use it to lead me to my conversion. Um, and I was at least open to hearing the gospel at that point because I had questions. That's good that you said that because there was um, a question that I had submitted or um, some sort of conversation that was going back and forth was that traumatic things, mm -hmm. um, although they can be, you know, it, they seem evil. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they come, um, they probably come from a place of sin in a person's heart. Yeah. Um, they can definitely make us think about God and draw us closer to him because we're seeking answers. That's, that's the story of Job. The, whole, the story of Job is that you have these events, these things happening, and this pain and suffering, and we see that God has a purpose for it. Now, Job sees this little part of the story, which is his life. That's the only thing he sees. And so uh, he doesn't see the grander story. And so they're, they're the, our God who does, uh, we have to, there's a level of trust I think we have to have in him that he understands and has the greater story in him. So in Job, um, Job 1, when, when this, you have this scene in heaven where, where Satan comes and asks permission from the Lord. First of all, you see the submission of Satan to the Lord, which that, might, that in and of itself might fry your brain. Um, so yeah. I think we're going to get to that in a minute. But Satan comes to, to God and um, he's, he says, hey, where you been? And Satan's like, oh, I'm walking to and fro on the earth, um, walking up and down on it. And the Lord is the one who says, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, blameless and upright, who fears God and turns away from evil. So, the, like, God's the one that puts the Actually idea of bringing Job wrath on Job yeah. in Satan's mind in the first place. Yeah. And so um, you, could, you could very easily make an argument that that is God's doing. Yeah. Um, and Job actually gets ticked off at God for that yeah. later in the book. He... he you know, he's got a lot of questions. He's like, God, I'm pretty upset about some of this. But, you know? but, but in chapter 2, verse 10, right, when his wife says, why don't you just curse him and die? Yeah. I love what Job says. Should I only that's accept right, the good and not the bad? That's a right reference, by the way, without having anything in front of you. <laughs> Look well, at that. Well, right? well done. Yeah, I just, I just fact-checked that. And yeah. You're right. yeah. Okay, so, um, so did, but did you just contradict yourself, though? Didn't you no. just say evil... You were talking about evil, and you were talking about so an evil, evil being is an absence of, of the God's good. Plan. Is that what you mean? What now? Are you saying the contradiction <laughs> in saying that it's an absence of the good versus what? No, it, you know, there's a difference between evil and sin, is what you said earlier. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so I think sin is obviously um, all the wrong we've done. Quoting a kid's song that my kids listen to. Um, right, it's anything against that the, the, the God hates. Evil right? is no, well, sin, sin and, okay. and sin produces evil. And I, I don't, have, I don't have a problem saying that evil and sin are, uh, are, you know, I think maybe the same thing. I'd have to think about it a little bit more, but I don't think I'd have a problem with saying that. Yeah, I feel like that's a trap question. Like, are they the same thing? And I'm like, is yes. that trapping us right now? Someone's like, oh, is it? And then they bring up something. But no, I would say, I, I would say, as far as 
in God's because um, sin is I mean we defined evil as the absence of good yeah that's that's what sin is sin, yeah. sin is when when good is nowhere to be found in yeah. our hearts and in our actions and okay so that would lead into the next question do you think all men and people women children have evil in them is yes I just drove seven hours or six and a half hours with two. They definitely have evil in them. That's not true. Just oh my gosh, it was so painful. We stopped like fifteen times well, to, go, to, to go to the that bathroom. That was bad judgment on your part. I know. Okay? I drank a lot. I had to stop. You drank a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what makes the drive a little more interesting? What right? did you drink? Especially on the turnpike. No, you just, let's just move. Yeah, You're drinking Coke Zero. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he couldn't get enough of it. Okay, so. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think all all humans are evil. Are y'all joking or y'all being serious? Right no, now? I'm being serious. I'm being serious. Yeah, okay, I, was so, that, I was. I gave a jokeful answer, but I was serious in my answer. My kids are evil. Stand I love by them, my answer. They, Stop talking about your kids. Yeah, they, they, have a, they have a. I think it's because okay, you're so, thinking of like Doctor Evil. No, like, do I'm I think not everybody's thinking about Doctor Evil. I know who that is, and that was the dumb meme you put on my Facebook. Okay, it <laughs> was stupid. Um, no, I think I think when we I think when we think about evil things, we think about really horrible, te- terrible things like yeah. mass shootings and um, terrorism and just, you know, people killing their families. I think, but and, I think a lot of what sends people straight to hell is they, they view themselves as not evil because mm-hmm. they have never killed anyone. Or, but, like, they That's have true. to, like, everyone must see that the absence of good exists in them. Yeah. Like, which is what we define evil as. Like, working yeah. from the beginning definition. The absence of good. If, if you say, like, it, are, are people born without good in them? Of course. Yeah. I mean, Romans 3 makes it clear that we're, we're born in iniquity. We're, we're, we're brought into this world in depravity. We, we inherit the depravity of our parents. And then when we're old enough to understand right and wrong, we still love depravity. We endorse it just like signing the back of a check. We just continue in it. And so, um, and, and I, think, I think even the, the seeming good that we do isn't even necessarily good if we're, if we're not repentant believers honoring the Lord because we're not doing it to the glory of God. We're doing it to the glory of ourselves yeah. or the and, glory of what, whoever we're trying to help. And I want to be careful. When we define evil as things that are done to other people, um, I think this is the trap we find ourselves in. We say, okay, mass shootings, these, these things that hurt other individuals. Um, and they would say, okay, things that are good, therefore are things that don't hurt them but help them. Now, notice we're defining evil and good based on how it, how it, how it uh, is perceived by other human beings. But true good and evil isn't based on our interaction with people. It's our interaction with the Lord. So, so evil, anything, even if... Because even if, humans, humans inherently will disagree on this. Right. So, like, we're going to do a politics podcast when oh, there's not people it. in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but like you, you take you take a war for example, yeah. Yeah. Um, any kind of military attack. There's going to be some people who will view that as a good thing. Yeah. The, the people who are dying are not going to view that as a good thing. So you're going to have human disagreement on this. Yeah. When God God is the only one who gets to be the judge um, yeah. to decide what's good and what's evil. Only God can judge me. Oh, jeez. That. Isn't that a Tupac Shakur quote? Or? Oh, stop. Sure. You're embarrassing. I don't know. Do you know who Tupac is? You don't. Yeah, he was, he was a poet, right? He, yeah. Oh, gosh. Tupac. Yeah. Uh, no, so, no but, but to go on that, so like if, if someone saves a baby from getting hit by a car, oh, I don't know why that entered my head, but let's say that was the case. And, and, he said it, and he said it, I did it for the glory of Allah. 
is that act credited to him as righteousness? Did no. What? The glory he of credited his, the, the, the act of, to the glory of Allah. This man. Allah? Allah. 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 Credit to him as righteousness. No, it, it, it does. It's not a good act. It may, we may see it in a culturally as good, but God isn't going. Man, what, what a faithful servant of the Lord, because he he did something, but it wasn't to the glory of God. It was to an idol. It was to something else. So I, I think even the, to define evil um, as bad things to other people and good as as good, good things to other people. Uh, again, that's that's not the way Scripture defines. Good and evil. Good is those things that exalt the name of the Lord, and evil is those things that take away, right? That that, that disobey. Okay, so one of the things actually on the um, Facebook post um, was talking about like, you know, a lot of times we think of bigger sins as something evil, um, but a lot of times injustice, being unmerciful, greed, those things um, that are subservice evils. So let's talk about those. Yeah, like a like a sliding scale of evil. Yeah, sure. I mean, that I think that's something arbitrary that that we're putting on evil acts. Yeah. I mean, I can make a sliding scale of evil villains who was the most evil and who was least evil. Who do you think is most evil? Emperor Palpatine. He blows up planets. Who? Emperor Palpatine. Star Wars. You ever seen that? I've never uh, seen. No. Never seen that whole Star Wars thing. Seen, I know you have. Which is ridiculous. I've seen Marvel. Thanos. Marvel. You think, it's, you think it's evil that I've never seen Star Wars? Thanos might have Palpatine. He killed like population. I mean, he people. snapped and everybody's That's gone. True. How can he? I mean, but it was. But he kind of had like a, a perceived good reason for it. I mean, in that he wanted to keep other people from dying. Have you ever heard like the motive isn't like the motive? Is, it's, it's not a good what motive. It's not a good thing. Right but it's a twist. It doesn't matter. That's that's on our that's on our Marvel podcast. Yeah, you also think that, that wasn't you, have, you, you make villains out of people that are heroes. And no, no, no. Dar- but Darth Vader was a good guy. He was not a villain. He was a good guy. Oh, but so I, to answer your question, Heather, we got sidetracked. Yeah. I, I think that in our eyes, it, yes, it's easy to say this, this caused more harm than yeah. some smaller act. And right. I think in a sense that's, that's true. Um, but in, in God's eyes, like, like because, because of God's infinite perfection, any stain of sin, any stain of evil, is enough to separate us eternally. So. Right. Yeah. So I think I think the sin in God's eyes, it's 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 death. Now that doesn't mean some sin doesn't have more earthly consequences. And so I think we see the sins that have greater earthly consequences as somehow more egregious to the Lord. And and I just don't I don't think that exists for Him. That's good, a good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. Look at you. Okay. So. Um, does evil exist so we can appreciate the good things in life? No. Is that the is that the reason itself? I don't I don't necessarily think that's the reason. I don't think that that doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's why God allowed evil to. This occur. is my favorite Fifty Cent quote: "Is oh, sunny oh, days, I love sunny days. I love Fifty. Oh my goodness, sunny days wouldn't be special if it wasn't for rain. That's... And joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Mm. Death got to be easy because life is hard. I could Gosh. go on and on. But uh, me too. But like, yeah, mm. obviously. But the point is, <laughs> was the that album he had? It was a uh, Get Richard. Uh, get Richard, which yeah. is a great motto Just... for life. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, All right. But I think that, like, there is." That's true. Like there is truth in that. That 
Um, because of the rainy days, the sunny ones feel better. And so because of evil that, that we see, like, grace and, and joy, there is a deeper appreciation for that. Like, kind of like you were saying, Jeremy, with, like, your kids appreciate your grace more because they see your wrath, too. Sure. Like, they see how you are on the seven-hour car ride, and they, uh, you know, they don't want that, Jeremy. They Nobody don't want that, Dad. Nobody in the so car want, with Jeremy. That's true. <laughs> so they, 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 can, they have a deeper appreciation for, for the grace and the love. So, so I think of I think of Paul when he's um, and what is it Colossians when he's when he's in uh, he's in jail, and he's talking about uh, listen I've, I've been here, um, not where I want to be but it, but it's but I've been able to you know share the gospel with the guards and and it's brought about the advance of the gospel. Now he might look at his own imprisonment I think as most of us would going okay this, this is an act of evil some injustice being done. But what he, his his pain has a purpose, right? It has it is now leading to the advancement of the gospel. Now, typically, I don't think we see. So, to answer the question, I don't think that evil exists, so we can appreciate good. That may be a natural consequence, but I think I think as we see that it is, um, I think evil unto itself exists or, or is allowed to be permitted. Again, to, to exalt the, the justice of God. Now, for his children, it can I think can exist for a multitude of reasons. I think God allows pain and suffering within the children of God. Uh, for chastisement, to bring them closer to himself. So a proper punishment for a child, it's not because you're angry at them. Hopefully the goal of, of chastisement is to bring them back to you. And I think you see that in Scripture. I think the other reason that God allows pain and suffering is to give, honestly, it's a, I mean, I don't think Paul did anything bad to end himself in prison, but God said, I'm going to give you this so this can become a purpose. So your, your, uh, your mom, I've heard her say this before, your, your misery becomes a ministry. And so My mom says that. Yeah, in, in a rap song. It's a different... Oh, uh, oh, anyway, it, <laughs> so did, did I hear you right? You think you believe that God allows Christian, his, his followers, his believers, his children to, to go through... Pain. To experience pain. To experience pain and suffering. I think he promises it, actually, yeah. Sometimes as a chastisement. Yeah, absolutely. He does it with, he does it with um, the Old Testament church, um, uh, Israel, and he does it with adopted Israel. He does it with, with us as well. That's interesting. What do you think? I, I agree with that. Um, I think also that, well, I was pulling up a scripture verse. Hebrews 12, 6, the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. He, he's a good father. Good yes. fathers discipline their children. So, yes, he does chastise and discipline. I think we need to acknowledge that, but it's an unhealthy place to let that lead right. us to Anytime something bad happens that we well, that's what I was going to say. Because it's like, what have I done to screw up? Yeah. Like, like Job's three friends. Yes, terrible friends. They are. They show up um, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, Job, you are scum. Um, yeah. You must have really bad secret sin because all this bad stuff's happening to you. You're gonna have to figure it out." And Job's like, "No, I'm I'm righteous." And the Lord's in heaven saying, "Like he's blameless," and yeah. and it's just happening to him. So. Um, I, I don't think it's healthy for us to say every time something bad happens, I must be being judged or disciplined by the Lord. But certainly, um, I mean, at times that, it happens. That happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I think I think that yeah, I think that's one of the reasons. I think another one again is to is uh, to to give people an opportunity in ministry that they wouldn't have. Now we may not like. I think that. it most often happens through natural consequences. Oh sure. Like you know when you sin, you just act like a jerk. Like bad stuff naturally tends to come from that. <laughs> Well, but I, it's not like God's hurling lightning bolts. All no, I, I think that a lot of people, you know, and I think... You're getting nervous about this chastisement piece. 
No, I'm not. I don't know if that's something personal you got to work out or what, but... Atheist Allen is back, and I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. No, yeah. I think a lot of people um, who are good Christian people, when bad things happen to them, they want to question God and ask, you know, what happened? Why did, um, you know, if you had, you know, if you, you know, I had a miscarriage before Jason and I had Benjamin, and Benjamin's had some medical issues, and, you know, of course I've questioned God through that because... Sure. Um, all of that is very tough and hard and everything. So I, th- I think it's just, um, I think that's just hard to kind of wrap your mind around. Well, and and I, th- I think, I think that's, that's where a lot of people go. I'm right, not saying absolutely. that I do. And of course I did, you know, question, you know, sure, what sure, could sure. I have done differently? Because we all do that. But, but I think that's um, the unhealthiness that he's talking about. If we, if we go to this place where like, oh, you're punishing me for something. Again, not, not that, that that's not seen in scripture, but it, uh, I think I look at it this way. Um, you're able to now minister and relate to people that you never would have been able to. And I, even though we look at that and go, man, I just, I, I, would, I don't want that trade-off. Right. Um, it, it's, that, it's that thing of, okay, but I, what am I made for? What was I created for? Right, that's good, yeah. And, so when we look at, like, um, natural evil that, that happens to the believer, um, there's, a, there's really a couple of sources. One can be as a result of discipline that the Lord is chastising you. The other one I think you see clearest in James 1, where James says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Um, so just that natural badness of the world that we live in, when bad things happen to, to children of God, it's not, um, it's not always chastisement. Sometimes it's just we live in a sucky world. Right. Yeah, so, so let's take, you said natural evil, let's take um, a drought. That where people result is results in people's starvation. Yeah. I, I, this is what Atheist Allen was going to say. Oh my <clears throat> so if, if I say, okay, how is that? Um, it is how does that bring glory to God? A drought which causes starvation. I, do I have to know? Well, for athe- Atheist Allen to be happy, I, would, sure. I mean, I, first of all, I'd tell Adam, I don't. I it's don't, not Adam. It's Allen. I'm Atheist Alan, Allen. Allen. He was Adam a minute ago. No, no it was he Allen wasn't. all along. Oh, sorry. He wasn't. <laughs> That's why you're not converting because I can't. That's right. You couldn't get my name right. All right, Alan. Um, At first, like, I don't know. I tell Alan, like, I I don't feel like I have to have all the answers, first of all. Yeah. Like, I I think, I think as. Well, there's no way for you to have all the answers. Yeah, I mean, part of of the Christian experience is understanding that we're very small and God's very big. Right. And so, like, I I, I don't know how God gets glory out of everything. Here you go, Alan. Yeah, so to, to answer the, <laughs> the sufficiency of Scripture, you just hand it to Atheist Allen. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think, I think there's a... Um, I got you this Bible. It has your name engraved on it. Adam. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> um, so I think, I, think there's, I think there's two things. One, uh, I, I think that there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, there's a mystery um, to why God does what he does. I mean, truly, I, I don't know why I do half the stuff I do. We don't either. Let alone... <laughs> An infinite God, right? Uh, yeah. How I'm supposed to know why He allows and does things because I can't see the entire picture. Uh, but I do think, I do think that how I think we can proposition on how God could receive glory in even that circumstance. So, what is the job of the church? Right? If if an opportunity, let's say a, a, an area receives a drought and people are suffering, is that not a place? For the church then to minister, the to body of Christ, right. and and through that, God receiving glory. Mm-hmm. So so I say all that that God permits things to happen, and I think He does give His 
the bride, his body, um, the responsibility to, to do something about it. Uh, take, take Esther, right? An, an evil incident happening a, where she needs to step up and, and do something to where he can receive the glory. And so I think there is a responsibility of the church. And, and she if says, there yeah, were... She says, for such a time as this. Like, yeah. all this happened, I'm starting to see why for such a time as this. Yeah. And, and if these incidences didn't occur, then how is, how is the bride to minister to a, um, in a, such a way where, where the Lord receives, where he's glorified and exalted? When I was a kid, we used to go to Myrtle Beach every year, and they had that, um, <laughs> they had that <laughs> maze down there. I think it was called Maze Craze or Mouse Maze or something, but... You had to go in and find the cheese in the maze, and then you had to find your way back out. Wait, wait was this? Real cheese? This is a Myrtle or Beach. Like a fake cheese? No, it wasn't real cheese. Okay. It was a. It was like a, a punch card. Anybody go to this? You guys know what I'm talking about? All right, Kelby. Kelby that's it. Kelby. <laughs> Me and Kelby were down we there. We vacation together, together yeah. apparently. So yeah, like we we go down there, and you go in, and if you do it in like a certain time, you get a T-shirt or whatever. But they had built this like observation deck where where like our parents, because they never went in the maze because it was yeah. hot. And they were like, forget that. And so they'd and they send the smart. kids. They were genius, actually. When I look back on this, parents are like, send the kids in the maze. They'll be in there for three <laughs> hours, and they get to enjoy each other's they company. They get to go on a date. Get... <laughs> yeah, they, they probably didn't even stay there. But, <laughs> like, but they'd be on the observation deck, and they can see the whole maze. And so they could see, okay, they could even trace it out with their finger. They could see exactly where to go. And then I, I can distinctly remember, like, disagreeing with the people on the observation deck because they'd be like, you got to go back. And I'm like, that feels wrong. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think I need to go this way. I need to go this way. And, um, but, like, even the audacity for me to be in the maze and doubt the people that are up top is, is the same audacity from atheist Adam Allen, whatever your name is, to Alan. say, Alan. well, if I can't figure this out, then God must not exist. No, you can't figure it out because you're in the maze. And um, God sees everything. He sees the entire picture. And... We just, we just need to come to a place where we're okay with not seeing everything. It's a good story. That's a great story. Yeah. I'll tell you. Did you get something. out? Of, I assume you got out. I never got you would be here, right? never, You didn't wear a t-shirt? Yeah, I got out. Yeah. <laughs> I did eventually get out, but I never, I never wore the t-shirt. That's unfortunate. How many times did you do that? Oh, I don't know. Like every summer? Did you get out like, before it closed? At least a dozen. Huh? Did you get out before it closed, or was it like the next day you kind of came? No, nah, it was a 24-hour thing. Like they, <laughs> I, couldn't they even, I couldn't even listen to what you were saying because I was so distracted by the thought of you, like this child in a maze. And looking for cheese. Looking for cheese. <laughs> okay, so um, a question that was submitted on the app says, um, it's a two-part question. Since God... Did you already get this through AOL? Oh, like it worked? You're a turd. Actually I, got it on, actually, I got it on Facebook Messenger. Thank you. Um, since God is the creator of everything, does that also make him the creator of evil? I think we've covered that part. Well, just to clarify, no. Oh, jeez. Just, I won't, no. He's not the author of evil. Okay. Yeah. Well, because, let me clarify this, because evil needs no creation. It's just the absence of. Yeah. Okay. We know he created all the angels, including Lucifer, who was very jealous and proudful and eventually rejected out of heaven. Did God place that evil inside of Lucifer or harden his heart to ultimately set his will in motion? So I, I think this, this is a great question. It is. And I think, this is, I think this is the point of understanding what is evil. Did he put evil inside of him rather than did he remove the good? So I think he can remove the good in allowing nat what's natural to take over. Now, was it, my, my kids asked this not long ago. Why did God create Satan? Um, well, it's to glorify his justice. So I, I don't think, and I, Romans 9 actually talks a lot about this, about 
how there are some who we will experience God's grace, and there's some who experience God's justice. The best way I can explain this, I'll tell a story, Will. So me and my wife, we were in Taiwan, right? Taipei 101, it was the time Taurus building the world, and we were up there. Now, as we were going up, it was like enclosed. We couldn't actually see how high we were, and they kept going, you are X 30 stories high, and I'm like, that doesn't mean anything to me, right? I don't get it. Until I got to the top, and now I, could ha now I had context. I had context of how high I was because of the depth and I think that's what Paul talks about in Romans 9. We can understand his grace, which then puts his justice in context. And so I think that is why, I mean, that he created Satan with the knowledge he's going to rebel, and my justice is going to be seen through him and, those, and, those, and, 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 and his children. So I know you can't know this, but why would God do that if he knew that was going to happen? Because he wanted to show his justice to the world, to put his grace in the context. Because in, in the, like his, his, he receives glory from his justice and his wrath, and that does not happen if 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 he doesn't if, he, yeah. if, there's well, if he no doesn't choice, allow yeah. if there's okay. no choice to choose something other than good. Right, and, and, and think about this: happen. when when you when you get into heaven and you're and you now see the extent of his grace and you see what you deserve, that's why you cast your crowns at the feet of Christ, right. because it is I am so unworthy. Uh, and, and, if, and if there isn't, is, if there isn't the fall, if there isn't justice to put that into context, well, well then, you know, uh, you're, you're not that impressed. You're going up in an elevator going, hey, you're 30 stories high, and you really don't understand. So the next question was, you know, why did God create Satan and demons? Yeah. I, I mean. I mean, it's basically what we kind just talked about. But, but I, think, I think to, yeah, to make sure that his justice was seen. And, and, and also, you, you have to look at this and say, did God allow this to happen. Yes, he did. But he also brought the solution himself. He didn't leave us right. yes. He didn't yes. leave us in the maze, so to speak. He didn't leave us to kind well, of figure it out on our own. I think that's something that's asked yeah, maybe not asked out loud, but it's definitely thought. I think it, we're all guilty of probably asking that and wondering that, you know, did God allow this to happen right. or why did God allow this to happen? Right. Yeah, he allowed it to happen and he also took care of it for us if we will if we will accept that. And so um so, so you could you could do one of two things. You could get angry with God for allowing it to happen. You could shake your fist at God, or you could repent and receive His grace. That, those those are the choices that we have, yeah. um, and and both are just. Those are those are just choices. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Jeremy agrees with me. <laughs> I do. I got yeah, nothing, nothing to add. Did you get a lot of questions? I did. Yeah, I've, I'm. They're rolling in right now. Um, so oh, I did wow. have one last question that I kind of, um, that I got. And then from, we're going to take a, we're going to take a Yeah, break, we're going right? to take a little short break um, okay. to regroup ourselves. Um, not really. I need we're, more drinks, so. Here, you probably need a bathroom <laughs> break, too. <laughs> That's true, too. Um, okay, so we were talking about earlier about evil and sin. Um, this was a question that was sent to me. Do you think a person's mental health factors into evil acts? How they turn from sin to an evil act? Their, their, their mental health. Their mental health, yes. Okay, so when I hear mental health, I think of like depression, anxiety, stuff like that. Is, is, that, is that how they mean it? I don't know, Jeremy. I didn't ask. How do you mean this? Text them back and say, what do you mean? <laughs> you can't text them back. <laughs> no, so, so, okay, so say, read it with me one more time, and I'm going to try to... I'm gonna try to do you think a person's mental health factors into evil acts? Like when someone it does can. something that's evil yeah. that's... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, again. I would say yes. So it, does, it doesn't reduce the evil. I know in a, in a court of law it can. Right, yeah. Like legally yeah, speaking, you, like it can, so I guess, is that seen as like if a you reduced can't stand evil? Competent, yeah. Yeah, you can't stand trial because yeah. you're insane or whatever. Yeah. Like, 
but like it's it's still evil. Yeah. Like, no matter no matter what the cause, the the result is still the absence of and, good. And in fact, the 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 mental health uh, issue to begin with is the result of the fall, right? It, it is the, there is it's a one of those natural consequences to sin. Yeah. Great. Good job. Yes. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.